Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What are you guys doing here? What are you doing here? Wait, are you doing a podcast right now? Welcome to the Robin Holly Show podcast. Hi, Cody. <gasps> There's your face. Hold on, hold on. Hey. Reclaim There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Are you on your bus? This is the last time yes. I talked to you. Yeah, you're on your bus. Are you driving? Are you guys parked? No, I don't drive this thing. Are you well, I mean, me? like, is it moving? Or you're like, I don't no, know. No, we're car. parked. Okay. Look no, at the belt. We're actually, I, I could. Uh, can you guys hear me all right? Yeah. Okay, there's a delay. No, we're uh, sitting in Fort Loramie, Ohio. Nice. You guys, you're, you're so close to us because we're in Detroit right now. We could just right. hop, skip, and a jump right over to you. I, um, we, I couldn't. I couldn't okay. tell what that was behind you when the when the camera was blurry. I just saw the lights and the little things, and it looked like almost looked like a vending machine. I was like, "Oh, you got? What do you got?" I was like, "What do you got?" Look at that! No, that is no. Those are those yeah. are some dope belt buckles. Pick a belt buckle, any belt buckle. It's a hard thing to win a belt buckle, don't you think? Until maybe you win your first one, or how do you how do you feel about that? Uh, the first one's always the hardest. The, the first, first one's one is always the hardest and mm -hmm. keeping up with it after that is uh, pretty hard. I I tried for years and years and years to win my first team roping buckle. Mm -hmm. And it's like, after that, you just want the next one. So you go try to win another one. You try to win another one. And so far I'm doing pretty good, but it's been a minute since I won one. Actually my favorite one in the case, I have to show you this because I yeah. hope my guitar player Jake sees this one. That right there. Ooh. It's Jake Mears that plays guitar for me. That's his birthday bash that we have every year at his house. And I beat him. So <laughs> I'm most proud of that one. Nice. <laughs> is that, that's like the one belt buckle. You're like, this is, this is my one. So wait, what do you. The reason it's in the case is because when he walks on the bus, I just point to him. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, which one do you wear all the time then? Uh, so I won, uh, the Red Steagall. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Red Steagall. It's a famous American cowboy poet. Um, been a great mentor to me. He was a, he's really involved in the Texas uh, music scene, the Texas Cowboy Hall of Fame. Um, just, a, 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 I truly mean this, a gentleman and a scholar. He is such a great man. He hosts the uh, Cowboy Roundup every year in Fort Worth at Stockyards, and I won the team are open. And so I, I, it's, I respect red so much for what he's done for the Western industry and the cowboy way of life. that I kind of said, man, that's like, I, I never take that one off. That's so I, cool. I, I noticed some uh, lyrics in one of your songs. You said something about all I ever wanted to be was a cowboy. What is yeah. What is, what is the true meaning of a real cowboy to you? 
Um, living it every day. Um, and black mean black means black, white is white. There's no gray area in between. Yes is yes and no is no. And uh, say what you mean and mean what you say and stand by your word. And, you know, but when I say live it every day, like this is no joke. Like yesterday morning, so I just came back from vacation in Florida, drove 10 hours uh, against my will uh, for my wife. <laughs> and uh, so get back home, had a day of recovery. Um, yesterday morning, we were out with my, I was out with my ranch manager, making sure, you know, I was stayed up to par on what I need done at the ranch while I'm gone, et cetera. And three of my calves were out on the bordering ranch. So we had to go pin calves, patch up the fence, um, get my crap together, put it back together, get to the airport to come talk to you guys. And now, and, and now you're on the road. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> what do you what do you end up doing on vacation? What like did you go fishing? What'd you do? What'd you guys do? Just sit on the beach? How Mostly nice uh sit, yeah, just sit, just kind of chill. Finally, I live, like yeah, a hundred miles an hour. I go mm -hmm. all the time, and so I can finally just sit down and just chill. I cooked a lot. Um we had steaks. I had a, we actually ate zebra. Really? That How was, was it? Gamey. It was incredible. No, it was, it was incredible. Okay. One of the best steaks I've ever had. I've never had zebra before. Rob, I promised Rob, by the way, that I would not talk about horses because I do in every single interview, but I, um, <laughs> but you already did this, Cody. You were so sweet to talk to me about horses from my podcast, which by the way, finally comes um, out August 1st. And so it's only been a year and a half, but I promise. But I was like, I won't talk about horses, but he literally has a song with Zach Brown that he's on now, Wild Palomino. That's, that's a horse. Like, how? So we have, so we have to, right? Yeah. So Zach, Zach came out with that album, the comeback. And I noticed that, um, it was mostly all him and now he's adding some other artists, Blake Shelton and you as well. How did that, how did that happen? The guy just asked, would you like to be on this song? And I said, send me the song. And so I listened to it and it's, uh, it's a pretty unique message. You know, like I, he, obviously I saw what he was going for. He wanted me to kind of do the Cow, be the cowboy thing in it you know and so the originally that was all you know the lyrics were like an old georgia pine well i just changed it to like an east texas pine and kind of made it you know my own a little bit and my favorite lyric in the song is the whiskey's a band-aid i was like god it's such a good lyric like yeah a uh, broke heart keeps breaking breaking sitting at a bar i'm like man it was just it was really good lyrically um I do feel like it's, it sounds like a love song that like me and Zach are kind of singing to each other, which was a little awkward. He's kind of a, he's kind of a big feller. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, know, I didn't, I didn't notice that, that I when, didn't, I, when I first that listened to it, but yeah. yeah, I could see, I could see where you, but there's a lot, I feel like there's a lot of that going on right now. There's a lot of uh, all, all male, uh, you know, duets or duos, if you will. You had, uh, yeah. it is, it's like a, it's like the year of the collab. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Is there, That's kind of like what I was. Whenever I got to pitch the idea, I was like, "Well, I may as well." I mean, shoot, like, who, why would you not record a song with Zach Brown? Then? Right, right. Um, can I tell you one of my favorite lyrics of "Human"? Um, and I wrote it down because I screw up lyrics all the time, and I don't want to embarrass myself in this moment. It's like I don't know what I'm doing. Forgive me. I'm trying to be human. I, that resonates to me so much because I always say I'm a work in progress because Rob knows I'm a disaster. So <laughs> can is that your favorite line of that song or what is your favorite of that? And we want to hear the whole story behind it. Like, where were you? What were you thinking? What were you drinking uh, when you wrote that one? So I didn't write this song. Really? This was, uh, this was Tony Lane and Travis Meadows. Okay, I didn't realize um, that. No, they did write it. 
with me in mind. Um, so I think to a, to an extent, like I had influence on the song, mm-hmm. but I didn't personally write it, but they wrote it so well. I think that they were like, let's try to describe Cody. And uh, my favorite, I love that, you know, forgive me. I really don't know what I'm doing. Um, that kind of correlates back to the lyric of where it's for me, I'm, I'm singing to my wife, you know, and you can take your interpretation as you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, when it says, bless your heart for never trying to fix me or quit me or slow me down. And my wife has told me before, she's like, you know, I knew when I met you, like you had to be you, you had to go and do you, you had to figure out who you are. She's like, I already knew that you had to figure it out before you would slow down. And I, I, I thought, you know, what kind of a grand scheme love is that? You know, like she, I think she loves me more than me. That's great. Is, is, do, you, do you have plans to uh, sell, slow down eventually one day and retire? Or it's not even on your radar? I mean, it's, it's so early in the game. Look at I'm his sure eyes. You can't, you can't think about that now. like zero, like you literally had like. Well, like sometimes you, you think of like, what, what am I going to be like when I'm 85? It might be in the rocking chair with the grandkids. I don't know. I think I've learned how to balance both lives. Yeah. Um, you know, the, last year we played 135 shows. This year we're playing 76 shows. Next year I plan on playing 60 shows. Year after that I plan on playing 50 shows. And I think that as my career progresses, um, the, st- the strategy of the shows that we play will get better um, and play to more people, play to more people more strategically, um, put out more to radio. Because obviously after the success that we've seen, I'm like, okay, well, here's the opportunity. Um, start putting out music that I really believe in and start pushing it to radio now that I'm really starting to get some recognition um, and and make sure that I don't lose sight of my family because that's what I'm building. Like I'm building that ranch at home. That's not for me. That's so that my girls have something tangible to hold on to. Because let's face it, be honest with you, like Johnny Cash sold more albums the day after he died than he ever did in his life. In a, and so music is immortal. It's going to live on. And someday when I'm dead and gone, uh, it'll make the news and everybody's going to click something and my kids are going to benefit from that. I understand that, but I want to leave them um, something they have to work for and to keep going that ranch that they have to go out and actually put in time and know that dad, dad's blood, sweat and tears is in this place. So I think, I think it's a balance, you know, I'd love to not work, but wouldn't we all, but I kind of <laughs> have to do what I have to do because I'm kind of addicted to it. Yeah. I, one of the things I appreciate you um, when we first talked is that, you were so honest and forthcoming about all of your feelings, which included how you felt about radio. Cause I think in the beginning you weren't getting played on radio and I think it was really frustrating for you. Correct me if I'm wrong. How do you feel now that you have been embraced by country music radio? Do you feel a little bit different about radio? Do you like us now? Um, Is it better? I think, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think that, uh, I never expected on my way to you, my first single to go platinum. I mean, I, I, it went to the top 30 and stayed there forever. And I was like, wow, like this is seriously like, it was so much further than my expectation because it was my first single. You know, nobody had a clue who I was. And, um, but then I went through experiences like with the with Warner, uh, which, I mean, this is, I'm not throwing them under the bus at all, but I got started telling about data and research. Data and research say, data and research say that this song should be next. And that song, y'all never even heard it because it never even got to you because it didn't do good because their data and research was wrong. So I said, I'm going to put out stuff that I believe in. And it was, then we, then we struggled with 
well, that's too, that's too rodeo. That's too cowboy. Nobody's going to understand it, even though we have a full length documentary around it, you know, and there were people in like certain demographics, like I'll just say it, like in California, they were like, well, we are PETA supporters and the word rodeo reminds us of animal cruelty and we're not playing deer rodeo. And then I got exposed to the politics of it, which I, I hate because music should just be music. Yeah. And so after that, I was like, you know what? Screw it. Radio or not, TV or not, recognition or not, I'm just going to go. My data and research is me, how I feel about the song and how my fans react when I play it. Look, and, and, and I you, played. Go, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, if you if you look at any, I mean, I feel like that there's that story with any major artist of all time where like some of these huge, the biggest songs ever, someone at some point said, this is not going to work. And then they're like, you no, they have a suit on. Or it something. is going to, yeah, yeah, it is going to work because it's, it's right here. And that's, that's, that's what you got to do. You got it. Well, it's you- like the first time I played till you can't, as soon as I played it, I went, wow, this. So, so till you can't is the song that everybody screams the words. They scream the words back to me. Human. I, I can play it right there back to back with it. And humans, the song where the entire crowd goes deaf, just, 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 was completely quiet yeah because they're really getting it and then yeah. you know the old school like whenever the artist would say the hook and then the crowd gets real loud real quick and then they shut up right before you start singing again that's human and i was like those two songs are something really special right there like and that's that's and i just kind of said look this is what we're gonna do and they went okay and then until you can't went number one and i went yes now i can say what i want and like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we- <laughs> Now we got data and research that says I'm number one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Plus, I think the Cowboys are in now because of Yellowstone. I feel like there's been like, like not to say that Cowboys are trending, but data and research are in that they are. Um, do you, I know your song was featured in Yellowstone, but have they asked you to to do some acting? Or do you have any interest in that yeah, at all? So I, I, know, I know Taylor shared it and he asked mm-hmm. me about being on there, but I had... And uh, I'll just be honest, it gave me very little notice. And uh, like how little? Let's just say like Like a a couple of months. Oh, that seems like lots of time. I'm booked through halfway through next year already. (laughs) Very good. And for what I would have had to have canceled, I would have lost a pretty significant amount of money. And I just said, nah, I can't do that. Do you think the opportunity will come back around? You think he'll be like, it will. Okay. Well, we've talked about it too. Cause like I, I've got a new project that I'm working on. And, uh, after that comes out, I've got a cowboy project that I'm putting out. And so Taylor was like, man, I'd like to be involved. I want some of that music, you know, to use. And, uh, I was like, dude, if you just give me, give me a year, like, let me know a year ahead. I could carve it out and I'll, I'd, I'd love to act. I, I did. I was, uh, I won best actor in high school. Really? Oh, dra- was it, was it drama theatrical. class? Acting yeah. class? Yeah. I was Wait. in drama class. All the hot, all the hot girls were in drama class, man. What? What? <laughs> I did. I did. We had that too. Uh, we did that for. I think I did that for a couple of years. I used to love it because we just kind of did like all yeah. the SNL skit type of yeah. stuff, <laughs> goofing off. Yeah. Were you in like a play, a musical? Well, obviously you could do musicals. Would you ever do a musical? Like you could be the dude in Chicago. I never thought about that. That's I think Bill. Yeah, Billy Ray Cyrus did the lawyer dude in Chicago. I I saw it on Broadway. It was great. You could do that, that like you got to sing and dance and stuff. It's fun. And it's manly. It's a manly thing. Like it's, I would you know. like to act just because like, you know, like, I, I don't know. I feel like that, like I've always looked up to people like Robert Duvall. Um, 
you know, I, I really think that I could get into a role and really take it on, but I would want to, I would want to do it right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We want to know who makes you laugh the most when it comes to stand up comedians. Oh man. Kevin Hart's pretty hard to beat. Okay. Um, what's his name? The machine. What's that guy's name? Oh, um, um, Bert Kirscher. Yes. He's got a Kersher. podcast. The Two Big Bear yeah. podcast or whatever it's called. Oh, he's so funny. That man just stands there shirtless chugging beer. It's <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah. Okay. Where yeah, he goes to Russia, Rob. Yeah. He talks about yeah. his Russia. Yeah. He joins the Russian mafia. Have you ever heard the one about the Anne Frank house? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Look it up. Human the Double album is epic. We, we're loving it. We don't need any research to tell us that we love it. <laughs> <laughs> and you are the honestly the nicest sweetest person every time we talk to you you're always so honest and forthcoming and it's it's just a joy thank you for the music well, and for good you. conversation all the time you bet man thank y'all for being there and helping push this thing from the start like this is the beginning yeah this is the beginning and i'm gonna keep putting out real country music so hopefully people still dig it Heck yeah, man. Oh, and congratulations on being the third artist to sell out Houston Rodeo. I know it was a while ago, but we never got to tell. That was amazing. A- like, I was like, yes, yeah. I was so happy for you. So I had to feel good. That was my cocky streak, by the way, because they were like, well, you can pick any day you want. And I was like, well, I want to close it. They were like, well, not that day because that's George Strait. And I was like, well, let's open it. And they were like, no, you don't want that day because nobody ever sells it out. It's horrible. Historically, it's the worst ticket sales, worst beer yeah. sales, worst everything. And I was like, well, has anybody ever sold it out? They were like, yeah, well, George Strait and Garth Brooks have sold it out. And I said, I want that one. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, bar, really... the bar is set very high with everything you do. That's for sure. <laughs> so good. I was so excited for you. I was, I was hoping and I'm like, yes, that's so cool. So thank you for all the music and all the, and all the fun. Thank you all. Appreciate it. All all right, right, brother, we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to the Rob and Holly Show podcast. Follow us at Robin Holly Show and listen weeknights on Odyssey Country and the free Odyssey app. A-U-D-A-C-Y. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.